Yo guys, what's up? Welcome back to the This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Cesar Gonzalez. I am joined here with my co-host, Giovanni Perez. And we got a little surprise for you guys, right? We got a guest. D. Myers, baby. Yeah, you know we had to get D. D. (laughs) Myers. My bad, my bad. You know we had to get D. Myers before he left. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Legend at Palmer High School. At least to me. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Appreciate that moment. (laughs) You guys are lucky that this isn't a visual podcast because you guys would be all over Darian. Oh, oh, my Lord. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Is it just me? Is that too sus? <laughs> just me? Yeah, a little uh, bit. You got them socks on, boy? Yeah. All right, Darian, how about you tell us a little about yourself? Who is Darian Myers? Man, I got, you know, kind of a little typical light-skinned kid story. Dad left a little young, you know what I mean? Came okay. up with just, just mocked. <laughs> Pretty much, honestly, you know, played played the basketball, ran the track, you know, nothing, nothing too much, nothing too special, just kind of lived a little athlete, student athlete life. For those of you that don't know, me and Darian have been friends since eighth grade. Sir, man eighth middle grade. school. Man middle school days. Damn. Rough. What is it, eighth grade, all of high school, and now we're what? Juniors, juniors in man. college. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, that's something, something to look forward to. You know, a future of just <clears throat> crazy friendship. Sort of God, sort of God. But hey, we're glad to have you here. We're excited. Mm-hmm. And how about let's get into the nitty gritty, yeah. little yeah. meat of this podcast, right? All right, Darren, having you here, we kind of want to talk a little bit about, well, religion, right? All three of us here were pretty religious yeah. folk. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like too crazy religious, yeah. but uh, we're Mexican. We're Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> we're Mexican so uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty religious, not going to count, but let's see, Darren. Were you born into this religion that you're in right now? Um, honestly, it's kind of tricky the way I came into religion. You know, my family, grandpa grew up Christian, grandma grew up Italian Catholic. So we had those different backgrounds. And honestly, they were kind of, they were kind of nice about religion. I respected the way they kind of brought me into it because it wasn't like a, you know, this is God, you know, God's real, this, this, and this. Like, you have to be this way about God. It's nothing like that. It was kind of just, you know, this is what we believe, you know, you end up sometime in your life believing about the same thing or at least believing in a God, period, then, you know, we accept that and when we love that. So For sure, for sure. Like, they didn't force anything on you, right? Because oh, yeah. oh, no. personally, I don't really enjoy the idea of religion being forced on anybody, mm-hmm. right? But that's honestly how a lot of religions have been came to be. Right, as a as a child, you're not like, oh, I'm gonna be this religion. I'm gonna be this. No, you go to church with your parents Sunday morning, regardless of what religion, right? You practice whatever they practice, mm-hmm. but the fact that they didn't really force it on you, and you kind of like grew into liking it yourself, right. that's mad respectable. Because right? 
we've kind of had like talks about religion being forced on on people kind of throughout generations like you kind of touched on mm-hmm. you go to the church every Sunday with your family and whatnot so they kind of try to continue the I guess, religious tradition you know what I mean yeah and like I said, just the, the forcing it on a kid is just too much. Because like you said, we don't we don't know we're kids. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so honestly, like yeah, oh, I see this a lot in you know, Hispanic families, Hispanic parents. Say at, a, at such a young age, they they have them go to church with them all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they really don't have a say into what they want to believe. They're just shown that. Especially with this first generation, like us, we were shown God, Catholic, Christian, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's a very big, a very big decision if you even want to have a religion in the first place. Oh yeah, that's that's a big, st- especially nowadays, man. Like, it, uh, we're just living in a generation of questions. You know, everybody's questioning everything, and so I don't know. Oh, that's why I respect sure. the letting you come into religion, like. You, you, I don't know. I feel like you need to be able to decide some things in your life. I feel like parents have their say for like 18 years, you know what I mean? You kind of have to be able to grow a little bit on your own as well. For sure. No, for sure. Because if you're... Nowadays, I feel like everybody's born with the stamp of what their parents' is religion is, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, it's kind of tricky for the parents that are two religions, whatever they practice two different things, but... I feel like you're born and you're like, hey, this kid's going to be Catholic, period, right? You get baptized without even knowing it. Yeah. You, get, you do your first communion without even the idea of what the communion is, and then you get the confirmation, and you're just like, what the hell just What did I just do? Yeah. yeah, like, what did I just confirm myself uh, into? Honestly, like, it, it just reminds me of, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen or read The Giver. It's, it's a, just a utopian world where at 12 years old or whatever they're they're told pretty much what they're gonna do for the rest of their life yeah 12 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang, it's bro. insane and <laughs> and, and uh, it ties into religion because at a young age we have no idea what we're doing mm-hmm. until we get to a certain point of our lives where like we can actually understand what religion is the religion that we're talking about you understand so it's 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 insane to think that we have to make these big choices, or at that point we don't even have those big choices to to make anymore. They're made for us sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you grow up pretty soon, I guess you can say, and you want to become part of a different religion, like something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Something that isn't really just about a certain cookie cutter, like religious practice, right? So some people know what they want to believe in at the age of 12. Some people just don't want to really, I guess, believe in anything. Yeah. And honestly, like, I guess my question is, do you think the reason why we chase religion is so we we thirst for that obeying a higher power or having that necessity of wanting to know that there's something bigger than us? Personally, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's a lot more about just like humans being social animals. You know how they mm-hmm. say that? Because I feel like 
religion in a way can sometimes give you just a group of people, similar idea to having people to just get along with, honestly. I feel like that those relationships that you gain from like church and church groups, I feel like that kind of is a big reason. I mean, I do kind of, it is kind of interesting to think about like the higher power and whatever else. Yeah. So that, of course, that's always going to be like influential in your decisions and whatnot. But I think that just the relationships and the people that you meet, since it's pretty similar and religious thought and whatever else, I feel like that kind of plays into it a little bit. Yeah, there's, For there's, sure. there's a lot of different points of view like, on religion itself, like how people see it. And some people see it as a community, other people can see it as a cult. It just, it also just depends on, you know, the different type of people, how they see it from the inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm no historian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, don't bash me. But from what I've seen from past historical stuff, right, with the Egyptians, with the, you know, Mayans, with the Indians, everybody, like, is wanting their human validation from a higher power whether it's multiple gods whether it's one true god whether it's whatever right the only people i don't see needing that validation are people like true scientists where they're like there is no higher power you did everything's black right (laughs) i wouldn't say that because scientists they they go on legitimate facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they yeah. like they either try to find as much evidence as possible to prove their point, mm-hmm. or as much evidence to not prove their point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Mean. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I can, I can get that. And ever since the, I guess, dawn of time, there's always been the one person that chased statistics versus the other person that chases, chases like belief. emotion, belief, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right, and it's crazy how to believe there's. Would you say that there's more priests and more religious people than there are scientists? Honestly, thinking about it, yeah, I think yeah. more people, uh, you know, have a religion or believe in something else rather than, you know, just having the straight facts. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I I would completely agree with that. I think there'd be a lot more people that would just go off of like we were saying the emotion and whatever the belief part of it the faith mm-hmm. that we just saw all the time I think they would go off that instead of facts you know because because it makes them feel a little bit better I guess it's it's more kinda, security yeah it's kind of like who we are as people at that oh, point yeah. you know yeah it's I feel like if you're growing old and you're like knowing you're getting close to dying you're like happy because you're like I've chased a religion that I believe in, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to be happy there. Mm-hmm. If you're like a scientist and you're in the same boat, trying to like, get close to death, you're like, I'm just going to die and I'm going to black and that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. That's the end for me. I'm mega food. So I don't know. But I mean, who would be happier in that case, right? The person that knows or feels in themselves that they're going to be happy when they die because they're going to go somewhere or the person that's going to be maggot food that's that's tough yeah that's a tough it honestly is all just point of view you know what i mean it's <laughs> there, there's a lot of mentality that goes into it because if you have lived into your 90s whatever strict christian you know and you believe that once you croak you're going up there you know you're gonna see heaven's gate open up you can see everybody there 
you mean you might go peacefully because you believe that you know what I mean just because you yeah. have that reassurance and then if you're a scientist you know what I mean you, you really might just think you know that's just the end it's just maggot food yeah. like you know exactly. like yeah it, it really just just depends on the person that's that is kind of crazy to think about though and right? I'd say wherever that is there is that happiness part mm-hmm. you know the happiness of going to heaven is there that fear of going you know that pl- you know, H E double. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. Right. Obviously, wherever there's happiness for that heaven, there's is there fear for that hell? Well, because there's always the good and evil. So I mean, I don't know. Some people maybe don't think about that, but I mean, I do. I mean, we've all fucked up. We've all made yeah, mistakes in our it. life. You know yeah. what I mean? That don't go by the book. But I think that's another thing that's kind of beautiful about coming into religion on your own. Because, like me. I mean, I believe in God, love God, you know what I mean? But I'm not by the book like that, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that I've done that just goes against certain things in the book, but it just doesn't mean I love God any less or think any less of what he's done for us, you know what I mean? I'm saying that, like, I can back you up 100%. Like, I was born and raised Catholic, right? (laughs) Born and raised, right? But... I'm not like crazy super Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. Someone like my like my grandma, she prays the rosary every single day. Every day. Goes through the Bible like weekly, like front to back. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, this part in the Bible I said did it. And I was like, dude, you have time to read that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have time to, to read my textbooks. Yeah, you got the, time to read the Bible? Bible spark notes. They got that on check. flashcards but uh, I've never been to like fully 100% Catholic I myself feel like it's a very strict crazy religion and there's honestly being like Hispanic Catholic Catholics are the most uh, hypocritical people the most judgmental people I kid you not the Catholics that I know will go to church on Sunday and walk out and judge the hardest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> judge? Okay, so, so then let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, son. Is there, is there some way about, about you know, being religious? Or, you know, is, is there more way? Is there more than one way? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's always, like, those crazy religious people that believe it to, like, to the teeth. Mm-hmm. And then there's... The ones who practice it often, but, you know, they call themselves Catholic, but they go to church every now and then. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people in the middle, right? The people that go to church Sundays, every Sunday, but they're not, like, praying the rosary or memorizing the Bible, right? I feel like to a certain point, if, like, stuff starts getting, like, crazy, like, at that point, it starts getting a little annoying okay I'm, I'm not saying like religion is annoying <clears throat> but like have you ever guys had like people knock on your door and like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the Mormons, <laughs> yeah the Mormons, like I, i'm not saying they're annoying but i'm like dude you come here every saturday and that's my answer every saturday <laughs> get the hell out of here <laughs> or nothing to you. right it, it, it's not annoying it's just come on no i definitely see i feel like that is indirectly kind of like forcing their religion on you, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, like, that, that's my biggest thing, like, people, biggest takeaway from Dean Myers today, religion, so I, mean, I think you should kind of, like, 
gradually let yourself come into it. Don't let anybody force you into it, you know what I mean? Look into it yourself, find out things on your own, and believe what you want to believe, you know what I mean? Gary Myers, quote, twin <laughs> <laughs> oh, But no, you're, you're speaking nothing about facts right now. Because yeah. a lot of people do want to, you know, find that higher power, God, and other people don't. They can live their whole life without mm-hmm. actually believing in God. They have other motivations. Mm-hmm. Right? There's other stuff. That, there's people out there that believe that every religion is against them. No matter what religion or whatever, um, I'm not going to cap with you. Catholic is like the most, they're against everybody type people. Yeah. They're against, like, if you even dress a certain way, you're against the Bible or you're against this. And honestly, that, especially, like, nowadays, where everybody's, like, Mm open-minded, that's kind of sad to see, right? Yeah. We're following the same rules and the same book that was lit like written 2,000 years ago yeah by a bunch of different people bro. exactly <laughs> and the thing is like even with the Bible it's it's been written written over and over and you know you have to know that in some way information from that book has been conscrewed you know, see yeah. what I mean oh, yeah. altered for sure for a fact there's nothing in there that's like word for word the same that when it happened like it's, it's like a secret you know what I mean? Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> keeping it. I'm not like, saying they're keeping it. So keep I know, like you, you tell you tell your friend a secret, right? And then they go ahead and tell their friend a secret. Yeah. But every single time it keeps keep, keep, kept on uh, being passed down, it's something Changes of information is like missing or it, it gets changed. Mm-hmm. Like the game telephone. Oh right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it used and, to be so bad back at the day. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just stuck with that like shitty person story at the end. Uh, it might be real. Might be. It's like hell no, I didn't see that shit. Just imagine. Oh man. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to bash Catholics. Oh, no, right? I'm Catholic. I don't really plan on like changing my religion. I'm just saying like shit needs to start. This new generation kind of take needs to take this religion a different way. Definitely. Definitely. For Definitely. sure. And it's just not like Catholic, it's like Christian. Oh yeah, it's all over the board. It's all Jewish like, as well. Christian I know some Jewish, Jewish families that are just I mean it's just like like I said Whenever it comes to forcing a religion on somebody, I'm just I'm super against it. Because like you said, I mean, especially nowadays, man, like you said, everybody's open-minded. Like I said, everybody believes something different. Like, yeah, it, it's been a while since a whole community has been like a straight line agreeing with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was usually forced. They exactly. should to keep that up, but that was usually forced. You know what I mean? So, so then in religion, do you, and this goes to anyone, honestly, like have you guys ever questioned your own religion? You're like, what's going on inside of it? Yeah, for sure. It's because the reason why I question it, because I'm like, we're still following this book, these commandments, and this stuff that was construed to us thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. We're, it's basically like the, like the education system. Okay. The same idea, the same stuff over every year yeah right and at the rate that the world is changing right now I think maybe religion 
should change with it. I'm not saying like, hey, completely change your morals, change everything. No, I'm like, instead of being those judgmental people that shun other people for the way they act, the way they dress, who they love, how about you accept them? Because if it, the one thing that is like practice in every religion or at least every Christian religion is that we're all children of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So how about you kind of stray away from judging when in the Bible itself it said, if you judge, you shall be judged. Though I think that's, that's where, that's kind of the point of religion itself, being what it is from thousands of years ago. Keeping it the same. Exactly. Like, almost like a culture. You understand what I mean? Are you saying, like, these, these people that practice the religion are comfortable with this religion? Even I'm not, the, I'm not the saying comfortable. Right it's just, like, I think that's what makes the religion a religion. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. Because when you, when you, you know, when you change it, that's when it turns into something else. Yeah, there's not. Okay, that makes sense. For sure, because... I want, like, I want to say that we've, you know, as people have gotten slowly better at, at accept, uh, accepting certain things into our religion that a couple years ago were like that. They're like shunned. Yeah, mm-hmm. like crazy shunned, right? We're slowly getting into that, but it's always going to be there. There's always going to be those different religions of different points of views of different ideas and that's something that I guess people tend to forget about when they talk about religion right like today I was I was talking with my uh, supervisor and we were talking about how money tends to take over a lot of stuff even religion money that's true money that's true Right, and there's, I would say, a lot of Catholic churches. You know, they go around the little basket. Right? Yeah. You know, when they come around the basket, I pick, I take the money out. Money <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do the, the the Catholic Church a favor. You know, God said, God said, you should not uh, have other gods, including money. <laughs> so I take the money out, and I'm like, thank you. Thank God. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm helping God. you out. Yeah. I I look at I look at God, and I'm like, hey. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. But we were talking, and he was like, "In the Bible, it literally says you shall not have, like, you shall not put money before me." And there's a lot of Catholic churches around there that are like, oh, every Sunday, oh, remember to put money in the basket, or remember to put money here, right? Put money into the church. But then again, they turn around and they're like. A uh, church is not really a building. This is a chapel. Church is wherever my people are present. Yeah. And listening to the word of God. Almost like contradicting. Hypocritical. <laughs> Hippo, hypocritical. 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 When you think about it, though, I feel like that can extend like that hypocritical behavior kind of extend to just basically everybody you know what I mean we yeah. can take it outside of just the lens of religion uh-huh. and how people take religion <clears throat> differently just 
people and how they take life differently. You know, I mean, I feel like it's kind of just a general topic for like everything. It yeah. can like, like there are, there are hypocrites that are that are outside of religion. You know what I mean? Shit, politicians, all of them. Hypocrites, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but there's just there's a lot of hypocrisy just out there uh, outside of the religion realm as well. It's with politics and religion. It's something that I want to see how it actually plays into stuff. Well, you you can see it on you know the <laughs> the Republican side, honestly. Mm-hmm. If if you talk to you know a couple of Christians, I would honestly think that most of them, well, at least half, would be uh, would be Republicans because they go you know by the book, rule mm-hmm. by rule, and I don't think it's honestly going to change. See, that's that's the thing. I don't I don't think because Caesar was talking about like religion being able to change like with us, you know, as we kind of move on throughout time. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, it's kind of like, like politics as well. You know, we're always going to have those guys that are crazy Republican, the guys that are crazy liberal. We're always going to have the guys that are crazy Catholic and that are crazy Christian, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, with those few people there, like, it's never going to be able to fully change, you know what I mean? And that's astonishing to me, dude. Like, this stuff is honestly never going to change. There's always going to be democracy. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a dictatorship. There's always going to be a higher power people are chasing. Mm-hmm. People, I tend to see like a lot of historical stuff. There's always been a lot of leaders, mm-hmm. right? And people following those leaders, mm-hmm. disciples, apostles of like Julius Caesar and, you know, different kind of leadership people. Yeah. And there's always those people that follow those guys mm-hmm. right are we as like Christians or religious people are we kind of just following this not really a leader role but leader role but like a higher power role I mean I think um, it's, it's from forever ago do you know who Jimmy Hoffa is old oh my god union worker he kind of was tied into the mob had some legal trouble and stuff oh, but I think he put it <laughs> He put it perfectly. He said if he was offered like, a certain amount of money or power, he would take the power every time mm-hmm. because power gets you the people that follow you. Give, with power, you can take people's money, you know what I mean? Yeah. You the power gets you a lot company. more. And kind of like to your question, I think maybe we as believers, as political people, you know what I mean? Maybe we are just kind of a little bit blinded by the power and just kind of follow blindly a little bit, you know what I mean? I can completely see that nowadays because there's a lot of stuff that happens... You just sit there and you're like, bro, really? You know what I mean? You just kind of question it. And that's it could be the blindly just following the, the new guy with power, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, I mean, as a society, that's what we tend to do. Mm-hmm. Look at, like, were we following famous, crazy rich people like we were now, tw- like 20 years ago? No. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> exactly, right? We see someone with money, Paparazzi. and like, we're like, whoa, that guy got power. Not really. Where was he like 10 years ago, five years ago, right? You stumble, not stumble upon, right? You work and tend to get this money and it kind of puts you in a certain power. At that point, would you're, you're chasing the higher power of obtaining money because mm-hmm. then that leads into power. And then you, you feel above you know, all these peasants, 
all these people below you. Right? I'm not, I'm not like bashing <laughs> people that don't have money. Right? I'm broke. Right? I'm a college student. I don't have money. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're day in, day out, like, you might want to put in the grind and like chasing that money, but you kind of forget, like, the happiness of religion, of like what you're truly meant to be here for. Hey, J. Cole said it. Beauty and the struggle, ugliness and the success. That's all I know, man. Yeah, so, honestly, there's this is how I see, this is how I see the world. There's there's so much pain, there's so much suffering in it with people who go hungry at night, mm-hmm. who, the people that don't have any shelter, you know. And it's honestly like, why? Why are there people that have to go through those things? Geo. You see, living in living in Portland has kind of like opened my eyes to a lot because just driving downtown, bro, homeless people ever, and it's so sad. Like it is full basketball courts. I'm talking about just tents, tents, tents. Wow. You know what I mean? Like a whole little community. Uh-huh. And it's like, why, why am I sitting here? Why, like, I, all respect to the NBA and like professional athletes. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But these guys are making signing four year, three hundred million dollar like crazy contracts. And I'm like, bro, over here hasn't had a meal in three days. Hasn't been in a house in years. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, and I know they they do give money away, but I'm just just to me, something doesn't sit right with an individual playing sports that you meet. We we can pick up a ball and play, not at the same level, but we can play it still. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're getting millions of dollars to play a child game, and these people are out here suffering. Like you said, yeah. not eating, having no houses. It's just it's not like so I think something's just wrong with our country when we're in that position. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our country does have, I'd say, a lot of suffering. Oh yeah. But being someone that has been to somewhere like Mexico. That's all I'm about. Here's the question I have for you guys. Would you say in countries that suffer more tend to have more religious practice, more religious faith? People like India. People like India. Countries like India, Africa, uh, Iran, Mexico, India, Iran. Middle East. Those people are like crazy religious. I, I would... I think yes, honestly. Cause I think so too. When you two live in it right now, the Hispanic families, you know what I mean, and in Mexico, like you said, that's I've never been there, but I just seen pictures and I already know it's rough. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, I can completely see it. Africa too. They're usually super religious in their own right. I don't know what the religions are in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Haven't been there <clears throat> a couple hundred years, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know what I mean, though, because I think I think maybe struggle can kind of open your eyes to that and makes that that higher power that's something to look forward to later on kind of I don't know, I don't know. Pretty, pretty much like like pr- praying so like when when there's you know something not going right in your life mm-hmm. if a family member passes away if you lose your job or whatever yeah. at that point uh, uh, if you're religious or if not it doesn't matter uh, you start to pray and you ask like why is this happening to me what did I do to deserve this? This mm-hmm. and that, and then you start asking, uh, you start asking if there should be something better for me. Mm-hmm. It, it it's you, you always. Well, I would say most of the time, you would look to the religion. You would look to something higher than yourself. And that's how a lot of countries that are in suffering are, right? Like they could be down tremendously and just be super just suffering and in the dirt and they still 
turn around and pray. They still turn around and believe that it's gonna get better. That's that's a that's a positive outlook on life, honestly. Because there's there's so many people that that once they're down, they're they're down for the count. They don't see uh, like the value of life anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we look at like our country, which is not really suffering, but where is the actual religious practice, the religious faith? We just complain. Yeah, exactly. Right? The people that actually have it bad don't really complain as much as we do as a country, as a whole, right? Because, like, this is a reason why I, like, kind of don't pray that much because I found myself... Uh, oh, please let there be a snow, but a snow day. Please. Oh, yeah. Remember that in middle school? <laughs> or I pray so that way I can get something. Yeah, that's why it's like, I stopped because I'm like, all right, I need to realize what my actual values are. Uh-huh. Why, why do I only pray? Or when? why do I put more faith in my prayers when, you when need I something. need something? Yeah. Right. So now I'm just like, thank you for anything right thank you for this thank you for that regardless if it's good or bad exactly right i don't really pray too much i just thank you i got it from here i'll grind on my side you're good just as long as i'm at it uh-huh i feel like prayer itself we kind of talked about this in my uh theology class back at school but i feel like prayer in itself has kind of gotten not misconstrued like in a bad way you know what i mean but it like its definition is definitely kind of become a little bit wider and stuff than it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about how you know, originally like prayer wasn't really asking for things. It wasn't asking for like a snow day or anything like that. It was more just being gracious kind of for what God had given you and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, we caught a lamb this week. Like, thank you, God, yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. And I mean, I definitely, I saw myself doing the same stuff back in middle school, bro. Yeah. <laughs> God, please. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, please, please let me rack up these points. <laughs> but do you think? Oh, actually, sorry, you guys are supposed to ask the questions. No, no, Do you think that like the fact that prayer itself has been kind of changed is affecting religion in a way? It's kind of making it like how we said we're asking more for things. It's making it more kind of self-centered than selfless. What its like main goal is supposed to be? You know, it's supposed to be more about thinking upstairs oh, yeah. instead of I believe so too. I feel like our religion is our religion our generation is a lot more selfish mm-hmm. than back then like I tell you guys my grandma prays the rosary like every day but she prays it and thanks no matter what happens yeah right she's lost she's buried grandkids before Great. her own kids before herself that's Bearing a grandkid, someone that you're like, when this person's born, you're like, oh, you're going to live like longer than me. Good. You're going to see more than me. I've lived my life. Now mm-hmm. it's your turn to live yours. Yeah. And then you turn around and you're like, all right, now I'm burying you. What that's, the hell? That's a, that's a big toll. That's so crazy. But regardless, she's just like, honestly, I respect my grandma to the fullest. She's mm-hmm. like the strongest woman ever. The day my cousin died, at the age of 21, she prayed. She was like, he's with God now. Let's pray that he gets there good. Thank you. The day my uncle died, her own her son, let's pray to God. She didn't cry. He's there now. He's better now. He's all good. 
he's better there than he is here. Yeah. Our generation is different. Oh, please, God, let me play this game the best I can. Please, God, <laughs> let me get into the school. Please, God, let me get this money. It's please, more God, me, me, me nowadays. It's more it's, me. Yeah. And, I mean, I completely respect your grandma for that because that's kind of where I want to be. Because, you know, my grandma and grandpa have always taught me about how, you know, God always has reasons for everything. You know, this always happens for a reason, that always happens for a reason. Sometimes that shit is hard to find. Like, his reasoning, yeah. sometimes it's hard. And, you know, I've kind of am I'm striving to get to where your grandma is, where I can get to that point where it's like, you know, I don't even have to hesitate. It's just, I know he's got a reason for this, you know, as terrible as it might be, like losing somebody that close or anything like that, you know what I mean? Just... Yeah. That's, that's that's how I see life when I, from for myself honestly. Mm-hmm. I see it as no you know no matter what happens, good or bad, it's it's there for a reason. Everything happens for a reason in life, and you, no one will ever know what it is. Some people might, some some people won't. Mm-hmm. But it's I think honestly, what scares humans is is the unknown, especially mm-hmm. in religion itself. Because yeah. when you don't know that reason, you don't know why you're here in this life. Mm-hmm. You you're gonna drive yourself crazy thinking about it each and every single day. And I feel like religion kind of gives us that I'm here for this reason, right? Or I'm here for a reason. Because I've heard like so many other times, if you're not afraid of death, you're not actually living. See, and I. That's. That's good. That, that's, I, 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 don't really, I don't know how to feel because I've always, always looked at death like weird. I've kind of valued it. Like, I do fear it, obviously. Cause yeah. I don't, but you're saying, saying, it's, saying. It's, like, it's like a respectful fear. It's weird because, I don't know, I value that because it, it just tells me for certain, like, something could die or something could die. I could die at any time, you know what I mean? So you got to value everything. And, you know, I've kind of taken some things I had in life for granted and, like, you know, we all, we all have those things, but you just got to keep, keep living because, you know, if you're not valuing this and if you're going to let an event that happened in the past kind of keep you down, the rest of your life isn't going to really be, like, you're, you're not going to value those moments you have and At then death's going to come. Yeah. It's just, you it's, just wasted your life being sad or something. That's very true. And honestly, death is something not a lot of people like talking about. No. Death is something that, like, oh, why are you talking about that? Like, what? Death, nothing, nothing, nothing in this world is certain but death. We all know we're going to die. So talk about it. Yeah. Sit down and be like, hey, when I'm gone, I just want you to know. I know you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I've told... I've told my friends and stuff, because personally I've had friends and family and stuff that passed away and it's really like affected me. Yeah. But the other day I was with yeah, my boy Elijah. I was like, dude, this was like out of the blue, but we were talking about it weeks ago. I was like, if you die or like if you pass away before me, I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get, it'd be a good story tattooed right here. <laughs> Jeez. Right, but it's like it's like a symbol to commemorate yeah. somebody like that. Yeah, right. And it's it's something I would like to do, and it makes you want to just feel that that person is better where they are now, and you're you're gonna be fine, 
right? But those people that are like afraid of talking about death, I'm just like, you need to talk about it. It's not something that you can just like not talk about. I'm gonna be honest with you, like I'm like scared shitless of death. Listen, I've had a, a cousin, uh, he died at the age of 16 from cancer. And it was tough for me because that's when I used to live in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I was really close to him. He was he, I almost sound like a guardian angel because his name was legitimately Angel. His name was Angel. And I remember seeing him on that bed um, a couple of days before he passed. And he said to me, um, you know, his, his goodbyes. And he said, if you're ever feeling scared, if you're ever feeling lonely, just look up at the stars and I'm the, I'm the brightest one there. And it's, it's stuck with me since the age of six, seven years old to this day. I'm 20, I'm almost 30, 21 now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and from that point on, it, to me, it was it's scary shit because it, it it reminds me of back when I was six or seven years old, back in that same place, mm-hmm. of him being there, and the next couple of days he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's those feelings that that they never go away. Loving someone, you you you're, you're always gonna love someone no matter what. Oh yeah. It the only thing is you're, you're gonna love someone more the last person but it's still gonna be there I guess a lot of people aren't afraid of death they're just afraid of leaving being alone because, right? because at, the, at the end of the day it's you, you we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know like when when our our <laughs> our, <laughs> our our heart dies or it stops it yeah. stops yeah, nobody knows what happens on the other side exactly. off to eyelids closed so like, who, who would who would be scared of that the unknown the unknown see now we're always mm-hmm. well actually when you think about it I was going to say we're always afraid of the unknown but that's kind of cap because we wouldn't be where we are you know what I mean without taking risks yeah taking risks and, and I know what's happening next yeah see but the, but the thing is with, with death and the that being the unknown we um, haven't heard back. <laughs> yeah, we, haven't, we haven't heard back from anyone that's not. That's you the thing. That's that's the thing. You, feel, you feel like you're living through this unknown alone. Alone, exactly. You lost the goose. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're going through this stage alone. In your head, you're like, when, I'm die, when I die, I'm going to die alone. That's why you got to value every moment, value every relationship, that's bro. Because when I think it's like, I mean, it is true. At the end of the day, when you think about it, you pretty much are here, like, on your own. Like, at the end of the day, you do have just yourself, you know what I mean? And yeah. when you die, that's just you there. But it's what you do in between everything, you that's know what really I mean? Matters. The relationships that you make, like, you just have to make sure you value everything, bro. Value the people, value the places, value the stuff you do. Because, like I said, you have to... Like, when I die, I want to feel fulfilled. I could care less. Just fulfilled to myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could care less if I'm sitting there fucking a janitor, you know what I mean? Just terrible job or something. Well, you, to other people, terrible job. But to me, if that's what I wanted to do, you know what I mean? I'm fulfilled. When I die, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? If, if I valued every time I mopped that floor, washed that toilet, I made the most of my life, did what I love to do, died happy, you know what I mean? Hey, that goes back to the quote I, I said last week. Remember that one? 
No, it's it's a quote I told you what, what my dad says to me all the time. He was like, "It doesn't matter what you do in life. It's just matter. It just matters that you're the best at it." Oh shit! Yeah. Literally, yeah, and that's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That is fulfillment. I I want to actually start not focusing on living another year, but living another memorable event. Right. Yeah. The I want to. I don't want to be like, oh, I've been on this earth twenty years, and out of those twenty years, I've had like one good year. No, I want to be like, although I've been on this earth twenty years, I've had ten great experiences that I can remember, great memories, and that's. I feel like that's how. That's what you should live for. That's, you know, that should determine fulfillment and age, right? Like, let's say I'm twenty, but I've had. 30, 40, 50 experiences that I will remember, I will cherish forever. At that point, I could be like, all right, I feel happy if I something were to happen if I were 20. Because I know I'm happy with my memories, with everything I've lived through. Right, And that's the problem with a lot of people that are like our age. right? They're scared of death because one, they don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Two they feel alone right because a little college or high school fling isn't going to be like oh I'm going to die with you or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. no right and then three they haven't really done anything with their lives they've been in school and they don't really know much right so like that's why they're so scared of like dying but then again they're also they're always living on that edge i, th- I think as we grow older we'll, we'll get more you know we're used to that deal like dying and you know being okay with it mm-hmm. For based on how we've lived our life that's that's something i i'm slowly taking away from my grandma right i okay when my cousin passed away last year I was like chilling in my room, playing video games, and I saw it on Facebook, and I was like, damn. And then I went to go sit on the couch, it was like 2 in the morning, and I was sitting there and I was like, well, there's really nothing I can do now. And I went to bed, and I woke up the next day, went to work, went to school, right? And that's something like my, I've learned from my grandma, right? She, she's buried her kids, her grandkids, but the next morning she gets up, lives her life. You gotta keep, you always gotta keep moving on. Just cause, I mean, be it a life, a relationship, a, I don't know, job, ending, you still got goals, you still got stuff you gotta do later on in your life, you're still here, you know what I mean? And I mean, if it's if it's for a lost loved one, family member stuff, you can kind of add that a little fuel to the fire, if you will, and just, kind of live more of your life for them, do more things. Because like we're talking about the experiences, man, but I feel like the experiences kind of make your life, you know what I mean? And if you're trying to remember somebody, you know, just do, I don't know, okay. experiences. Then let me ask you guys a question. Do you, do you guys think that happiness is real? Being happy is real? <laughs> I'd say happiness isn't something long-term. Okay. Right? Like, I... Let's say I continue with engineering, I get my degree, I get a good job, I get a good wife, we have a good family, and then by the time I'm 40, by the time I'm 80, should I be happy because I'm fulfilled? No. 
that doesn't really necessarily mean I've achieved happiness. No. Happiness to me, like right now, I'm happy. Doing this, I'm happy. I might go leave this room and be unhappy. I think happiness is kind of like you're saying, it's more like a moment in time. Well, not a moment, but moments in time, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, like you said, it's not a long-term thing, but individual things can bring you that, that joy, like individual events. This happens, you can be happy, then two seconds later, like you said, like you can walk down the hall and be yeah. unhappy. Exactly. And on, that brings it back to what I was saying, like the more memorable, happy moments you have, I guess the more you can say you you're a little bit happier than the person next to you and that probably hasn't had those same happy moments but honestly like let's say you have one incredible great happy moment and you ride on it you're like okay is this happiness and then you yes. turn around and shit hits a fan i i honestly don't believe happy is being happy i i believe happy is being content with that moment in time okay. Would you like when you say content, being grateful that that happened or that is happening, or being comfortable that that is happening? Be comfortable with uh, life and how shitty it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's happening. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because this is a shitty ass life. Let's, let's, let's leave with that. Okay. It's, it's a shitty ass life, and we're. I'm only twenty. Episode episode three of us quoting This is a shitty life. This is a shitty life, man. I told you we gotta change it. We gotta change the name. You you are you are right. Okay, this is this this life is really shitty. But we have our happy moments. It's it's those moments that we're supposed to live for. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily make our whole life shitty. That's what I gotta ask you. Like what makes it a shitty life? Because to me, I feel like like I have I have had the moments like I said where I let like something go or did something and you know like it, it made me regret. But I I mean I kept moving on. You know what I mean? But like yeah, I've never had like like all my life is shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever. Thing. Well, we're not we're not saying our life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just saying like damn. Yeah. Okay. We're, no, we're, no, talking, no, we're no, probably we're talking about the, the hardships in life itself. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm saying, like, like, I'm like, damn, bro. No, that's a, <laughs> no we're saying <laughs> at that point, life. man, you might even see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't need to get that crazy. I'm, my life ain't shitty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Take yeah, yeah. it off the shitty. table. All of us here have great lives. Okay, not shitty at all. We're good. We're good. Right, so what I, what we want to say is that like the idea of this life, the same life everybody gives, you're born, you give, you give a life. Mm-hmm. We're just saying like the life right now is pretty shitty with literally like everything that's going on in the world. You kind of sit back and you're like, damn, bro. Yeah, have you seen them? Have you seen those Afghanistanis or Afghanis? Excuse me, that's not PC. I don't know what it's actually called, but like <laughs> hanging on to that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't actually Kabul. I was in Kabul. Yeah. They were they were holding on to that that Crazy. Air Force cargo plane or whatever. He sent six thousand troops back over there after we just got them all out, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is. You know, they they have people in the plane. They have people in the plane already, Afghanistanians, <laughs> Afghanistanians, yeah. Swear to God! Yeah, and yet there's still people trying to hold on to the plane because they do not want to be there. That's crazy. They don't want to be there. Right. We something, are, like, something bad's coming. That's it, crazy. It, it just sucks, because 
I mean, what Biden said, I think, is true. Like, this just shows how hard it would be to have, like, a peaceful Afghanistan. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that was quick. Like, really we pulled them out and <laughs> right there just taking that shit back. And I don't know, just it's, it's scary, man. And I feel bad for those people because they're willing. There was a video. Some guy made it up to 500 feet, bro, I holding on to it. Saw that, off. that is crazy. Saw you know what I mean? They're willing to risk their lives just to get away from that. It's... Oh, that's just crazy, man. That's a, that's a good meal in life at that point. It is. It really is. Just good for as we'll be, as we'll be heaven and hell here on Earth. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like we're complaining. <laughs> we should. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the Karens, bro. God damn. You're complaining because your your fucking ice cream is melting. <laughs> Eat it, bro. <laughs> People are on the other side of the world fearing for their lives Literally. because they're going to get beheaded in front of their family and you're, sure, yeah. you're oh, crying gosh. over because your freezer stopped working yeah. and your ice cream is melting and now you have to eat it or else it'll expire. You shouldn't even get ice cream out there. They exactly. have a freezer, yeah. bro. They're too worried that's, that you're running for their lives. That's, that's a perfect example of us of us here in the United States or of us here the three of us being, you know, taking stuff for granted, being selfish, mm-hmm. wanting that's more, selfish. wanting more. When we when we have everything that we need, yeah, and like I'm like I'm saying, like neither of you have been to Mexico, right? No, right. And I'm like, just being over there and then coming back, it kind of sits you in two different worlds. Mexico, no cap, is a whole. It's not a whole different ballgame. It's not like no crazy like poverty stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But Still. there's crosses on the side of the road. My, my my uncle and my cousin both died on the same road. That's my, insane. my uncle Sorry. and my cousin both died on the same road. And my, well, my, my cousin was in the accident that then later killed him. He died mm-hmm. in, the, in the hospital, mm-hmm. but on the same exact road, same road. And my uncle was hit by a car. He was on his bicycle. He was hit by a car. They left him there. He died. They put a cross where he died. And they think it's on the side of the road. Right here, you see, like, the little crosses on the side of the road sometimes. But no. Over there, you drive out the airport, and it's like cross. Another cross. Another cross. Another cross. And it's wild to see, like, how different the world is. And you get over there, and you're like, oh, my shoes are getting dirty. Oh, da-da-da-da-da-da. I didn't want to bring my good clothes to Mexico, because it's... And I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> that, that kid over there, he's wearing a three-year-old's jacket, and he's seven years old. <laughs> Has Mickey Mouse on it. It's torn up, and he's working. He's seven years old, working in a three-year-old's jacket. You think he's not cold? You think he doesn't want a new one? But he's still working, mm-hmm. right? While I'm on vacation, while I'm quote unquote enjoying my life, this kid is seven year old. That's seven year old, working his ass off. And that kid, that that kid must have determination. He must have, you know, faith that the next day is going to be better than the better than today, better than before. That's a, and that's I'd say that's a push of. Happiness, religion, and striving and pursuing something bigger than him. You really think he wants to be out there? 
No, he's working because he's trying to make money for his family. He gets home and he gets, he's happy that he's with his family at the end of the day. And we get home and we're like, oh, this stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, Nagging me and stuff. <laughs> we as a country are pretty, pretty selfish when it comes down to it, dude. Thanks. I mean, I've never been out of country like I said, but I've seen... I've seen enough, read enough stuff, you know what I mean? It's just, it really is crazy that we complain about some little stuff, bro. Some yeah. little stuff. I'm lagging. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we don't even have internet. No, it's working. Oh, man, that's, that's something that's, it's hard to understand now because, like, we're grown, but it's something that's always going to be there. Poverty, different worlds, perspectives, and stuff like that. At this point, it just depends on what we do with our lives. Hey, you can incorporate it all in those moments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Once we get to that place, you know, our little financial stability area, we can come back and help these people, you know what I mean? Yeah, strive not selfishly so you can do better, but strive to help others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Become rich not for yourself, but for other people. Oh man, what a conversation! Oh yeah, what, what a podcast! Nice, glad to be I just want to say thank you to Darian Myers thank for you. such a great conversation, great point of view. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for inviting me, guys. It was, loved it. It was great. It was great. If you wanna, you know, say goodbye to the people, say what you want. Um, let me see this. All right. Add me on uh, PSN, fat meat D. <laughs> Underscores in between the fat, the meat, and the D, okay? Capital D. And outside of that, you know, be selfless, like we said, you know, in religion. If you want to, I mean, if we kind of piqued your interest a little bit, kind of look, look into a little bit, you know? Don't, don't feel like you have to be set this way, set this way, set this way. And anything, actually, in life, you know? Do some investigation on your own and choose your own path. There you go. Amen. Choose your Just own path. <laughs> choose your own path. God go. damn. <laughs> Preach. God. Imagine. Hallelujah. Ten years later, just like Medea preaching in some random church. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this is where we're going to have to end it. I just want to say thank you to all you listening. If you guys ever want to reach out to us, tell us how we're doing. Just let us know. I want to say thank you, Darian. You know, thank you to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This life. <laughs>